Hello. It is Whispit by Angela. Whispit abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. As always, it is my pleasure to speak to my listeners regarding a variety of topics that hopefully are thought-provoking, interesting, entertaining, and enlightening. And it is always my hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in will be enriched, edified, and spiritually touched to move beyond the challenges of this life and rise from the ashes of this limited existence to a higher elevation of thinking and creativity. In life, there are four boxes from which we operate. Box number one, family and friendships. Box number two, work and its associated relationships. Box number three, your dreams and aspirations. And finally, box number four, who are you? In my opinion, box number four seems to always be the one that is the most empty. And even for myself, if I asked you, who are you, would you be able to tell me? Well, that is what this episode is all about. The four boxes. Which one would you say is filled, overflowing, or empty? So let's begin this journey together with the discussion of the four boxes. If you have ever watched American Idol, the theme is to get the performer to know who they are in relation to the song that they are singing. Delivery of the song is not only about the message, but about the emotion and passion and what they are singing. And the key is to tap into the depth of their pain or joy in such a way that the message is heartfelt to the audience. So if I asked you, who are you? Would you be able to tell me? Most people cannot. And that is because the world is designed to keep you in its definition of what you are. And that is because it constantly needs something from you until you are no longer able to give it. And then one day, you die. Maybe knowing who you are, or were meant to be, or maybe not. And people, in many ways, are the same. They often want to define you. And I'm sure that we have all heard the expression, you'd better know who you are, or the world will certainly define it for you. Now, sometimes it's not intentional. It's just that they cannot see you outside of who the world or family or friends or working relationships have defined you to be. I'll take myself, for example. I am Angela. I was born as Angela. And to my family and friends, I am an outgoing person. And for the most part, that's true. But Angela grows up and she becomes a physician with all of its many facets. 
Now, this is where it becomes a little tricky and complicated. Now, the world sees the physician, and somehow it no longer sees Angela, the person with dreams and aspirations. It sees the physician, but it's difficult for the world to sometimes see that the person who is a physician is so much more. And I have often said to people, medicine is what I do. It is not all of who I am. To say that I am a musician, a farmer, a single mother, an artist, a creator, an influencer, a motivational speaker, a podcaster, somehow sounds strange, but it's all true. I am all of these things. And often when people meet me, the first statement is, that's amazing that you have all these other facets to your life, but are you taking new patients? And the response I, I give now is, I appreciate the compliment. However, at this phase of my life, I, I, I enjoy medicine, but it's not all of who I am. I apologize that I'm not taking any new patients at this time. Because medicine has encompassed so much of my life that it has limited me in other aspects of my dreams and aspirations. It has limited me to some extent from the greater person that I'm destined to become. To achieve more balance in my life, I have to make choices. I have to be willing to define myself and redefine myself and be willing to constantly evolve. I should not be the same person that I was 20 years ago. I should be bigger, better. And hopefully this makes sense. And the reason that I say all of this is because it's so important to me that I position myself at this point in my life to be able to help others more globally and maximize myself more efficiently with the patients that I already have. And I hope you understand. Believe it or not, tapping more into the third and fourth boxes, which are dreams and aspirations and who I am, will help all of you more. You see, those two boxes birthed, whispered by Angela the concept of giving wisps of wisdom and truth to everyday people through my experiences. For me, I feel that I have a calling to try and make the lives of others better in a more global sense and to try my best to be a source of inspiration and courage to others. For the world fights against that in many aspects. And if you do not honor who you are, the world will try to destroy you and your dreams. And I'm long past my belief in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. About like I'm long past my beliefs in the theoretical definitions of justice and democracy. They only exist theoretically, in my opinion, in relationship to this world. I equate life to the crucifixion of Jesus. An innocent man crucified for us, nailed to a cross between two thieves. 
And while the world looked on and mocked Jesus, one thief knew the answer to box number four. He knew who he was. He was a thief. But in the last hours of his life, he wisely said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So how did justice and democracy work for Jesus? It didn't. It continued to feed itself until it got what it wanted. And sometimes in life, that's what it does to us. It twists our perceptions of what they are meant to be until it takes the essence of who we are, our families, our relationships, our jobs. It dries up our dreams and our aspirations. And it treats us as though we were believing in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. You see, the younger generation, they're different. And that's not a bad thing. They are taking old principles and beliefs and they're challenging them. They are no longer taking the theories of democracy and justice at face value because what they are beginning to see is that these things don't exist in the reality of their four boxes. See, they realize that these facts are stated, but when it comes to putting these theories in practice, they don't exist. They will not be the generation that someone says, oh, just work 30 years and this will be your dream. They are, no, that was your dream. It's not mine. I've got a different way of doing things and I'm going to try to do it my way. Whether it be right or wrong, you have to admire the courage. So I often hear people say that the younger generation doesn't want to work. And I'm not totally convinced that's true. I think it's two part. First, they have given up on the dream that if you work hard for the next 20 or 30 years and you do all the things that your parents said you should do, that it will equate to success in your job, your personal life, your relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's not entirely true, is it? Look at your parents or even your grandparents for that matter. They worked until they had nothing left to give. Now ask them if they had some enjoyment in the journey or was it all just work? I think we all know the answer to that one. You see, these days, younger people are looking at life differently through a lens that they realize is not as clear as it was painted out to be. It's rose-colored with lots of shadows in the background. And then it often depends on who you are, who you know, and that's fact. Now, there are some who will look at you and say anything 
that served their purpose. That's pretty much how corporate America is these days. It seems to be one lie after another. I'll just give you an answer. I'll put a patch on it because, you know, we have a program for that. You know, it's so interesting. I had a conversation with one of my patients and he said something that was so profound. He's a veteran and he said, I know that I have served in the armed forces and I believe also in the theories of justice and democracy. But the system is set up to where it really doesn't want to fix the problem. It just wants to put a patch on it. In other words, we have a program for that. Oh, you need this fixed? We have a program for that. You need this repaired? We have a program for that. But does it ever get fixed? And if you think that's something, I can't tell you how many times in the course of a day when I see my male patients who happen to be veterans or who have served in the military forces and they say they go to the Veterans Administration and these are men over the age of 50 who say that prostate exams are not even being performed at the Veterans Administration. Now that blows my mind. And so at first I thought, maybe I'm not asking the question the right way. So I ask the question again. And each and every time it is confirmed with the same answer. And that's disheartening. And that is why many of my patients say I come to you as my civilian doctor because I know that I will receive that full comprehensive exam, including the prostate exam, whether they as the patient are willing to go through it or not. So for me, at this stage in my life, I have come to realize that this world fixes what it wants to fix and it simply looks away from the things it doesn't want to see. The lack of proper gun control and screening in this country would be a great example. How many children and innocent people have to die? Well, ask the ones who make the laws or turn their head from the people and more towards the money. It shouldn't take any of us having to lose someone to such horrific crimes in order to empathize with the families that have. There's nothing wrong with being a rightful and lawful gun owner. But I do agree that there needs to be better control and more stringent screening. And oh, did I forget to mention that there's actually another box. Now we don't operate out of this next box. It's called the trash. This is the box where you put all of your negativity, all of your doubts, all of your bad relationships, all of the negative people, and anything and everything that's not working towards positivity in your life. This is where it goes. In the trash. So I say all of this because I know who I am. 
And I am going to live out my dreams and my aspirations and my truths that are so much bigger than simply being a doctor. I want to make everyday people's lives better by simply giving you the tools to do exactly what I'm trying to do. And if that means helping you do what I'm doing, well, that's even better. That's fantastic. And as I previously said to you, I've been working on a few things. And it is coming together, but it takes time. Look out for my website that's in development to include blogging, a newsletter, a video series of how-tos, a YouTube channel, Instagram Live, and even Facebook, and even a book. Sounds like a lot? It is. But for you, my audience, it's worth it. And if I can do something each day and know that I am making someone else's life a little bit better, bigger, and brighter, it's worth it. So Whispit Crew, let's get inspired. We will blog. We will talk. Let's discuss and let us become a movement of change through positivity and networking. It's time to stop begging the powers that be to throw us crumbs. It's time to be proactive, not reactive. Demand change, not ask for change. And be willing to move forward. So until next time, this is Whispered by Angela. Whispered abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. You can find my podcast on most podcast forums. Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, etc. But please be on the lookout. It is in the development, I promise you. And I am working with a phenomenal young lady who is bringing all of this together. And when it's all pulled together, I will also be able to let you know who she is so that you can also reach out if you decide to go in these multiple avenues as I have. So until next time, everyone have a great week.